0: The Death House, Part 1 You have arrived. You have found my letter amidst the cobwebs of the house. The house deemed a house of death by urban legends spreading like wildfire in our city. It's appropriate, no? Once you arrive here, lured in by its wily charms, you never leave. I didn't. This is where it all ended for me. But I thought I would write something to let the world know of my sordid story. All I ask is that you read my letter, and leave it where you found it, so that someone else may also benefit from reading it. Maybe, just maybe, I can persuade them to leave if you choose to ignore my warning. Oh, how presumptuous of me, thinking everyone who reads this might harbour a desire to escape, including you, dear reader, who now clasps this yellowing paper in your hands. No, I won't try to persuade you to do anything that you don't want to. The only thing I ask of you is that you finish reading this letter, that you bear witness to my pathetic life captured in these lines, particularly the final days as I discovered the house of death, fell into its trap and expired like a fly crushed by the fangs of a spider. There might be a dust-laden chair somewhere for you to rest upon as you consume my last tears. I did not differ from the millions of fresh graduates plying the streets of this heartless city looking for a job. My parents had both lost their jobs During the recession, the software industry is not what it once used to be. Before that, for a time, we indulged in European getaways, splurged on the latest smartphones, and threw lavish parties to escape the monotony of corporate life and the tediousness of academic pursuits. It was middle-class overreach, an attempt to mimic the upper-middle-class lifestyle driven by the desire to impress on social media. Now, things were dire. There was debt that I didn't know the details of. My mother cried a lot. The only time my father spoke was to quarrel with my mother. I had to go looking for jobs as soon as I graduated. Unlike Sonny, whose parents sent him to Dubai for a mini-holiday with his uncles, who took him to posh clubs, desert safaris, and theme parks. I walked from pillar to post, Looking for something that befitted my educational background. But they rejected me on the grounds of being overqualified or having no experience. Finally, I had no choice but to take up the job of a delivery driver. For a pittance, I delivered mouth-watering meals that I couldn't afford to customers who could. Back-breaking 12-hour shifts that left me with no desire to do anything but sleep. At least, It helped me avoid my depressed parents. The only source of joy was the gathering of us delivery drivers at a street food stall that served cheap deep-fried goodies. There, surrounded by our rented e-bikes, we ate and gossiped and laughed to our heart's content. The half-hour of camaraderie provided a much-needed bright spot in my day. Into this circle of bliss came the urban legend of the House of Death, How I wished it hadn't come into our lives! It was Vaishag, the skinny lad from Tidichi, who first mentioned the house. Located somewhere in Soumyupet, it was a haunted, abandoned bungalow that attracted people afflicted by emotional ailments. The poor souls happened upon the location of the house via gossip or anonymous posts on forums. They sorted out, and within the walls of that cursed house, things happened to them. Maddening, terrifying things that only had one outcome. The hapless victims would climb to the terrace and leap off to their deaths. <laughs> The police had barricaded it after a spate of suicides, and any mention or sharing of information about the location via social media or messaging apps was punishable by law. However, people still managed to seek the place out. When Vaishag was telling the story, there was one person who was listening to his tale more intently than the others. I should have known then and there that our colleague Anna would try to seek out this place. She was from the northeast, far away from her family, trying to make it in this cruel city. Time and harsh experiences had worn down her big dreams, and I had warned her that she needed professional help. A few nights of sleep will do me good, she had responded. But you don't. You keep signing up for night shifts at that garment factory, I protested. She would pull her usual strategy of shrugging and slapping me on the arm. Anna found the place. Someone from the factory gave her the location. The next time I saw her, she was the still shape wrapped in white sheets at the morgue. All of us chipped in for the ambulance costs. I obsessed over the house after that. I jumped online and tried to read up as much as possible about it. Forum posts revealed sordid tales of black magic practitioners lurking in the shadows, capturing and brainwashing visitors and forcing them to harm themselves. Other posts spoke of a doctor who, after being betrayed by his wife, took his own life, and whose spirit now engaged in vengeful antics from beyond the grave. One post from someone claiming to be a local historian, mentioned that the house was located on the site of an old holy grove devoted to gods whose names and histories had been lost to time. I wanted to find out what happened to Anna. I was determined to provide her family with some answers. Wait, why am I lying to you? Why? To what end? The truth is, I had feelings for her. Visiting the house would offer me closure. "'A balm on the eternal wound in my heart. "'I was going to find that place.'